0: The Pocket Podcast Network presents a special production of No Dice. Are you ready? Let's roll the dice. Welcome back. As your great bard, I am ready to bring you back into our grand adventure. Will the magic assholes find the necromancer on the Great Lake? What dangers will they face? Are you as excited as I am to find out? For act two of our adventure, the role of Gravelgax will now be played by Tasleen, our understudy. Hello. Please don't. The role of the devious rogue, known as Perry, shall continue to be played by our own Wenzin. The role of the keen wizard, known as Seirsha shall once again be played by Belacraes. The role of the robust paladin, known as Ixin, shall again be played by Soren Fimtis Third. The companions they meet along the way shall be played by the rest of the company. Do not be fooled by what you see and hear tonight. Our players are all skilled users of minor illusions and have the abilities to change their voices and appearances, to closely resemble those heroes we know so much about. I am your capital G, great capital B bard, Athenio Delis, your narrator of this journey. You must know it is capitalized as per my contract. Our story continues after our heroes have taken a long rest. Long rest. We find our team searching for the perfect vessel to take them onto the Great Lake.
1: Hey guys, I-, I told you we'd find it sooner or later, or sooner or later. Don't, don't you mean schooner
2: or later?
3: I- I've never sailed before. I wouldn't be going around touching other people's boats.
2: It's alright, we're mighty adventurers.
3: I mean, like, thank you for being a uh, fish police or something. I am the harbor mistress here, so I am the fish police, and you better not be stealing a boat. This says we have permission. I suppose that's the least I can do seeing as you are here to get the necromancer. It seems
1: like everyone in this town sort of hates this
3: necromancer. Maybe
1: it would be a good idea if everyone came with
3: us to beat him up. Oh no, you wouldn't want that. That's just preposterous and crazy. You really should go alone out there. If I can help you in any way, you can take a boat that doesn't have any holes in it.
1: Something doesn't seem right about this lady and what she's telling us. And she wants something about this whole thing is just really not settling with me right. And it's not because I don't have sea legs or anything like that. But like, I think it's mostly because I don't trust her and it seems like we're going to get eaten. By a large creature of some sort? And not like the necromancy kind?
3: What do you wanna do?
1: Maybe Ah oh, gosh, um, I'm not
3: really good at subterfuge. We really would love to help you protect your town, and and I just the the care that everyone here takes for their town obviously seems to have been Taken back by some of these you know terrible creatures that this necromancer is unleashing upon you, and we just want to help and so I just was I just was hoping that you might be able to come and and help us help you. Would you please come with us? Yeah, we don't really know where we're going. Oh sure. I'll come help you. Do you have a boat? Oh sure. What kind of mistress, would I be if I didn't own a boat? <laughs> I own three.
0: Nice.
3: Mrs. Person Lady.
0: Ugh, are you kidding?
1: Mrs. Person Lady, you have a boat and you're willing to take us in your boat. Um, That would also help with the other fact that none of us know how to sail.
3: If you haven't lived on the water your whole life, I guess you wouldn't.
1: We've been in a boat like once.
3: Was it a good
1: experience? Um, well, no, because right after we did get drugged and captured by pirates and forced to fight in a Thunderdome. But that's besides the point. You're not going to drug and and capture us, right? Oh, sure.
3: That'd be completely ridiculous.
0: Let's go sailing! All art is derivative, and even I can admit when someone got it right before me. Sailing, sailing! over the open sea to get to the mystic isle for Easton, Chertia, and Perry, sailing, sailing over the open sea let's hope they don't run into any monsters that are mean
2: So, the Jemara, interesting name for a boat.
1: So what's this
3: uh, boat named after, Myra? Oh, you know, it's a creature I read about in a book once. Oh, you like reading? No. Oh. Yeah, no, I read a book once about all the kinds of animals in the world. And the Jumara was one of them that was just really interesting to me, you know? And I always thought it would be really cool to see one. So I named my boat after it. So I guess I've seen one now, eh? Is this even an island? I don't see anything. You guys hear that? You guys hear that, right? What am I hearing? Exactly, you, you hear that. You hear the, that there's nothing, right?
2: Seriously. Why are you listening to the ground?
3: Oh, seasick again, huh? That'll happen sometimes. Yeah, that's definitely what was going
1: on right there. Um, isn't there supposed to be a thing here?
0: That sound means it's time for my union-mandated break. I'm going to take ten. No, no, you know what? Fifteen. I'm treating myself. Now, one of you uh, do the battle or whatever.
2: But, we're... We're right in the middle of the act. You'll manage. Uh. Well, I. I don't know the song.
1: <sighs> well, first, the island starts to sink.
3: Oh no, we're sinking. Uh.
2: Right, and and then.
3: Sing something! Uh I don't sing. I'm out of here.
2: Oh, uh. And look at that! Myra has vanished! Poof! Poof!
3: And then a big
1: scary bahoon appears from the water.
2: Bahoon?
1: Yeah, it's uh eight feet tall with uh four tentacles.
3: But it's bipedal and looks
1: kind of humanoid? Yes. And it's
2: got too many teeth. Great! Uh So this bahoon comes out of the water and goes to attack the heroes, but Gravelgax smites it. The island sinks some more. This is boring. Uh, say you're shook water breathing, but the island is still sinking. King, under the water are some lights, a large manatee to fight.
1: Oh, is that the deep sea disco ball? Let's hear those funky beats, buddy. Bang! Ixin strikes at the deep-sea disco ball.
2: And I strike the bahoon and it dies. And then uh, uh the water.
1: Uh My time has come! I shall play The Water.
2: What what, what are you doing?
1: My mother didn't pay for these tap dance lessons for nothing. I must dance.
2: And this is...
1: This is the part where the whirlpool appears. It's sucking everyone into it. And then, Sayersha and Perry are saved by Noelle on her cat dragon.
2: And I've saved Ixen. We're all out of the water now. Mm-mm. <clears throat> We're all out of the water now? Oh, is that me?
1: <clears throat> what's, my, what's my line? You're welcome. Thank, thank you. We didn't really get a chance to say that before you did that. That's it's kind of rude. I saved your life. I'm allowed to be a little rude.
2: That's a lot rude.
1: Before anything else, um, I was fucking right, so... Uh, not that you didn't listen to me, but from now on, yeah, just just remember that. I was right too, just saying, and no one listened to me either.
2: I'm sorry, what were you saying?
1: What the hell happened? Are y'all crack-brained? Did you not
3: listen to anything I said? Listen, we're not called the magic smarty pants, okay?
1: I would prefer that.
3: You're the only smart one here,
1: Saoirse. Hey. You can be smart too. You did that one thing. Oi, I i think I'm very smart, first of all.
2: Well, you aren't using your brain for anything else, I imagine.
1: I i guess you gathered that was my sister, Sabriah, that you took on the boat, because you're stupid.
2: You didn't say anything, David!
1: I was in the boat! You could have heard her voice, Debeet! You heard her voice, you didn't say anything! You think she talks with that ridiculous accent? Who talks with an accent that ridiculous?
2: Who talks with an accent that ridiculous?
3: Isn't about me?
2: You're sure making it about you.
3: Just for that, I won't tell you anything about her at all. I know you didn't pick me up, but thank you for helping us when you didn't have to. I know that it's tough. Living in your town with all of this happening, and I appreciate you going out of your way to help us. Well,
1: I suppose she's smart and you're polite. Perry seems to be quite brave. I would guess that if we put all your brains together in one helm, you'd have the makings of a whole person. It's true. Something like that, yeah, actually.
3: Yep, that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, I just, you know... I say profound things every so often, but I mostly like stabbing people, so... you haven't
1: done that in a while. You stabbed
2: me!
3: Okay, that's because you're annoying and not for really any other reason.
2: Well, I hope your fries are always cold.
3: And this is why I stab you. Okay, so we figured
1: out what happened. Now we need to figure out what we're going to do, because there is still a... Necromancer, who, again, is just really good at giving us trust issues. I'm not sure that's exactly specific to her or if it's more of a, necromancers in general thing. General
2: character trait. Yeah,
1: general character trait of necromancers. I'm very trustworthy. We should still go kill her, right? I guess I'm going to have to help y'all out because you just jump straight into necromancer killing with no additional information, huh? Yeah. That's, that's fairly normal for us. Is
3: the island back? Thanks be to the gods that I no longer have to put on that ridiculous accent.
0: Oh, that's crazy. So like, the whole time that they were on the boat, she was actually the necromancer. I wrote that? Ha! Even the great bard has the capacity to surprise himself. Well, my dear audience... Now that we know that Myra is actually Sabria, I'm sure we all know what happens next. We're going to attack you now.
3: All right, so let it be. Let it be. I call forth my children the Night Wraith,
0: the Nethermouth, and the Nesting Berry. The Necromancer summons terrible miscreations, amalgamations of creatures both known and unknown. The Night Wraith.
1: Night Wraith!
0: A terrible combination of a bat, a unicorn, and death. The Nethermouth.
2: Nethermouth!
0: A harrowing creature to behold. With barely a corporeal form, the skeleton within the otherworldly smoke writhes and thrashes. The Nesting Berry.
1: Nestingberry
0: No god smiled upon this creature's conception A horrible exposed bear-like configuration Covered in terrible dark tattoos <laughs> The battle begins Spells fly through the air Invisibility
3: Gone
0: Flaming sphere
3: Fire
0: Entangle Trapped Hurl flame
3: Fire
0: Bane Deadly but what's this? The Nethermouth has a terrible power that is unleashed. Help! I'm being turned to stone! For who should arrive but the brave villagers themselves?
1: We shall protect our town. Hear us and tremble.
0: And still, the battle continues. Into a hawk, David did shift. The night ray, sire, was lightning swift. Upon the perilous ground below, flew arrows from two valiant bows. And as the wounds came raining down, brave Ixon rose up from the ground to strike bold at the necromancer Sabria. But the melee soon took a turn from the dire, for an ally's mind was lost to the fire. The Netherma psychic hold had grown, and no other friend was turned to stone. But fortune left them no time to mourn. The battle on earth and air was born, for Sabria cast the most vengeful spell of them all.
3: These many years, you all have treated me like a beast. And
0: now I turn each and every one of you into a beast! And so, with the fury of a thousand suns, Sabria unleashes her wrath and transforms the village and our valiant heroes into beasts Ixin, a, a cat. cat, Perry, a, a mongoose, mongoose. Saersha. A weasel. Gravel A, A vulture. vulture. As the beastly shapes took hold Our hero's blood was running cold The necromancers' thralls did strike The fear of death into the night Their lines were pushed back to the brink Their spirits all began to sink But bowl beneath the fur Put weasels' teeth into Sabria And with the witch's glamour broke The animals turned back to folks Their spirits rose and they did strike Pushing the creatures back to the night And the island ground began to shake And sank beneath that cursed lake For the assholes' reign had now begun A victory so boldly won so boldly won
3: Wait! No! Please! Don't leave me! Wait, Don't leave!
2: It's not coming back.
3: I
1: have nothing left. It's all gone.
2: And so the circle continues. Behold! The final magic trick! The trap door? Anyone? The trap door? Necromancer is defeated. I have taken her down to her eternal doom.
1: Uh, like, just all the way?
2: All the way down.
1: Well, that sort of settles that, and, um, thank you?
2: You are welcome, my bitey elf friend. Here is where we must part ways.
0: So... As Gravelgax returns to his infernally sanctioned bounty pursuits, our heroes, the magic assholes, sit in contemplation in the restored town of Rootwood. They consider the end of their adventure. They consider their victories. They consider their losses. They feel something different, and yet the same. They feel tired. They know that this is a victory, But they find themselves wondering, not for the first time, why they are the ones called to fight this rising scourge. They ponder the burden that all great heroes throughout history have taken upon themselves. They wonder, once the fighting is done, how much of their lives will be gone? How many people will they snuff out to save others? But as the sun sinks across the lake, bathing them in gold light, lending them an aura not unlike that of the divine. They are reminded of another light, the flame of hope for a better tomorrow, the flame of love for each other, the flame of justice for those who've been wronged. As these flames grow inside of them, their chests warming with the resolve deep in their hearts, they know that though dark days lie ahead and behind, that in the end, this flame will be a raging bonfire. They will take on the burden of darkness for the good of all. Their fight has not yet ended. It hasn't? Damn, I'm good. Thank you for coming, everyone, and good night!
3: Was terrible. You know this is why they always say the book is better than the movie. But you're probably wondering was any of that true? Do the magic assholes really have a claim to a small keep somewhere in the icebound peaks that's extremely cute and definitely haunted? Maybe. Did they really defeat the terrifying necromancer Sabria Ishar and her horde of nasty ass creatures? Maybe so. Did they really have the help of the demon bounty hunter Gravel. I can't even... Um, grizzle grumble... uh, What's his nut? Probably not. But I'll tell you one thing. If Athenio turns this into a podcast, I'm going to completely lose it. You mean like most of your life? Are you
1: calling because my fiance hasn't seen Detective Pikachu?
2: These I'm hot dog shaped. Okay, that didn't work.
0: Step two go visit a magic doctor.
1: An ibex or perhaps a dick dick? Oh, it's a dick dick move.
2: Super. I'm just sending a mass text to everyone else, who just says the men goes a wrong way.
0: No Dice, The Fantastic Adventures of the Magic Assholes was written by Brittany Lee and John S. Quinpuerta, Based on actual gameplay conceived by Dungeon Master Daniel Boku, it was edited by Brittany Lee. Athenio Delise was voiced by John S. Quinpuerta. Tasleen as Gravelgax was voiced by Zachary Schock. Sobriya, disguised as Myra, was voiced by Christine Savage. Noelle was voiced by Emily Schock. Sayersha was voiced by Lucifer von Forestington. Terry was voiced by Hugh Newsworthy. Ixon was voiced by Brittany Lee. David and Casper were voiced by Daniel Boku. Company voices were provided by Jessica Amber, Gwen Vetter, and Alex Pierce. Audience Heckler was voiced by Michael Freitag. Tap Sequence was performed by Nicole Faith. Original music and lyrics were written, performed, and edited by John S. Quinquenta. Additional music provided by Raphael Krups and Michael Freitag. Sound effects were provided in part by Liz. From Steam Turtle Settings.
1: Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.